G'day and welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Roses. Osha Ginsberg here with Alicia Aitken-Radburn. How are you doing this week, Leish? I am doing very well. We are deep into this season and I am enjoying it. If you're keeping up, if you're on point here, you've just watched episode six of The Bachelorette in 2020, which means there are now just eight fellas left. Now, if you are watching and there's more than eight people, that means you're not up to date. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to allow you to take a moment now, pause this podcast, go to tenplaycomau slash The Bachelorette, and I want you to watch episode five and episode six. We're going to play some theme music, and we'll see you on the other side. All right, Alicia, massive week here. Uh, we had a couple of first, second dates. What's going on there? So it's always a bit of a point of consternation for the mansion when you receive a date card and it is the first of the second dates, meaning someone who's already had a single date or a lot of alone time gets their second run at it. And at this point, you've got people in the mansion. I remember on my season, I think the first person that received a first, second date was Brooke. And it really sets sets the drama in motion in the house because you've got people who have been sitting there for four, like four weeks now, four to six weeks really, that haven't had any time with The Bachelorette. You know what? Because they didn't fill out the form properly. The CRM hasn't pinged the user and they haven't realised they need to follow up on that lead to try and convert. That's <laughs> what the problem is. That's what the problem is. We'll get to the we'll get to the first, second dates in just a sec, but I've got us. I love the way we opened the show with the Halloween group date. Did you get the Easter egg? Did you see the Easter egg? No. What, what are you talking about? You did about? it. As, as the boys approached the mansion... Yeah. All in their fancy dress as the boys approached the mansion and we saw the graves. Did you see the name tag on oh, one yeah, of yeah, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it BG? It was B. Garvey. <laughs> B. Garvey. Oh, God, I probably would have even picked it up if it was BG. That was a good little I, – I just wish we had everyone lined up. BG, <laughs> HB. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they, maybe there was maybe they did name the other one but they made it maybe they they made a point to to not <laughs> yeah 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 not shoot that one it. directly they're uh, like oh this old, is a little this is a little much <laughs> poor old poor old Blakey between Blake Ritchie and Badge even though did you see Badge shivering on the SIS show the other night Can't, I only watch Network Tens. <laughs> No, I did not. Um, But I just, I did see some funny memes going around where it was like him standing shivering in the cold where he's told the next challenge is going to be to pick between two beautiful women that he has to spend (laughs) the rest of his life with. Classic. Right. Yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be following Badger for a while. Well, it was an interest. It was a really interesting Halloween uh, date, which reminds me, have you got your your, your bucket of lollies ready? Are you ready for the Halloween situation? Because we're about to put the uh, the decorations up because our street is the street. Oh. We'll just go bananas for it here. I am. So, I'm actually it's probably the first time that I haven't lived in like a apartment complex that's really inaccessible. Like I feel like I'm more in suburbia now, so I'm definitely excited. I'll definitely be putting a little pumpkin outside to indicate that we are ready. We're gonna be yeah. very enthusiastic. Como Primary School, head towards us. <laughs> it's because you've got to, you've got to put at least a bit of cobweb in the tree or something now. So that in coming, so the kids across the week as they're going to school and stuff go, Mum, 
Dad? That house. Next Saturday, that's where we're going. Number one house. We're going to hit that. So you've got to put the signal up now. Just going to put everybody out there. Right. We got into the game of Truth or Dare, which was pretty interesting. Um, the Truth or Dare, anonymous question, it's an interesting mechanic. We'll find a way to get it in because it's – look, it, it just allows things that are unspoken to be spoken, which is the thing you really need in reality TV. Um, you can't tell what someone's thinking. So you need people to say it out loud, and this is an interesting way to get people to say it out loud. I know we did it on the on in the Bula banquet situation. Was it bringing back flashbacks for you? Yeah, I think that the 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 Bachelor franchise in Australia. I feel like it. This is this is really um, this is sort of a new thing. Would you agree with me, Osha? That. I feel like in in a, in the last couple of years, particularly, we've been using this. Uh, I guess, yeah, this mechanism to find out what people are really thinking. Um, yeah. I think it's really effective, and I've often heard since I've come off the show. Um, particularly we've seen it in Bachelor in Paradise and I think another classic one was when we saw it in Angie's season of The Bachelorette where we got a few really interesting tidbits about um, the guy, the dog park, not not Bill Goldsmith, the other dog guy, Aussie dog guy. He had yeah. like applied for the show before and we also learnt that like I think Carlin spoke openly about having lip fillers and since these things have come up in the show, People often ask me, oh, like it must just be the producers to put putting questions in to like cause drama. I can't I can't say it enough, but it's truly like super organic. You've been in a mansion or you've been in Bure's in Fiji, um, spending a lot of time with these people and you know their lives. You have things that you might have heard in passing um, that, or you might have heard from a third party. So, like, let's say Carlin has sort of, like, talk to someone he's closer in the match and let's say Carlin talks to Glenn and then someone else hears whispers about something and they get intrigued about it. It's the mechanism of anonymous questions that allows people it's incumbent on the it's incumbent on the participants whether they want to be spicy or not. And these boys, they did not mess around, I guess. Oh no, they didn't hold back <laughs> at all. Um it was it was interesting. And then we got to the never have I ever, which is that's only that's only, I've played that on the road. You know, when you're in a Tarago, may they rest in peace. When you're in Tarago with a crew, you know, on a long road, it's now the Kia Carnival. Let's be honest, but the Tarago, uh, brilliant. What a, oh, what I a, would. Crew, I feel like van. you have some stories, Osha. What a crew van! Anyway, you're in a you're in a crew van. You know, you drive from Coss Harbour to Brisbane or some giant hall like that, and you start playing Never Have I Ever because you're bored. Uh, this is before smartphones, and um, yeah, boy, didn't it come out? The the cheating revelations, the slow mo hands going up, the cheating revelations. That was a that was an interesting conversation because it seems, and I, this is a for me, I noticed that as we have allowed our instant emotional reactions to become so public and so immediate through a comment section in a, in a post or on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. Um, it seems that we as a community tend to demand apology but refuse forgiveness or refuse the the ability to accept that someone has learned a lesson. So for this moment for me was really important. You know, this idea, once a cheat, always a cheat, once a thief, always a thief. Like, that's not true, man. Like, people people learn. People learn their lesson and people go, 
I was a I made poor choices and I don't like didn't like the way that felt inside my stomach and I don't ever want to do that again and I feel bad about it and every day I carry it with me but I'm trying to be a better person and I think that's that benefit of the doubt needs to be given to people and I was grateful that we had that kind of mature conversation around infidelity here. You are literally reading from Esther Perel right there, Osha, <laughs> with the whole, I don't know why we place, I feel like we place more importance on the idea of like if you find out that somewhat your partner's been cheating, let's say, let's say it comes out that like someone's been married for 30 years and their partner has cheated on them. And we place more like priority on the person upping and leaving than working through it and forgiving. And I'm not, this is not to say, I think, I think if I'm going to monologue at any part of this episode, it's going to be this one. I have some pretty, um, I guess, uh, it's not been like it's been publicly known that this has been something in my life in the recent past um, and it is a sensitive topic. I think that immediately when you you have a more um, a more colored version of cheating, a different perspective, people immediately think that you condone cheating and think that it's okay. I just think that, and this is something I've had to get to in my late 20s. I wasn't here in my early 20s. And I think what I've gotten to with a lot of reading and with a lot of talking to friends is that I think too often we romanticize long-term relationships. And I think that a long-term relationship brings new challenges. I, I think it's unrealistic if someone thinks that they're going to be hyped and 100% in love 100% of the time. Realistically, sometimes we do feel bored. Sometimes things do get routine and it's about choosing your person every single day of the week. I think the thing to remember first and foremost about uh, infidelity in a relationship, uh, in and bear in mind, I'm nearly 50, so I have it, it never happened in my personal experience um, that I know of, um, but people very close to me it's happened to and they have done it it is always a symptom of something that has gone wrong within the main relationship it is not the that the infidelity may be the trigger for the breakup but the breakup started 18 months ago or 2 years ago all right and the infidelity is the symptom of something not right in the core relationship it's infidelity is a symptom it's not the reason for the breakup um, the reason for the breakup is within, the, like, why yeah. is someone going elsewhere? Why is someone not going elsewhere? And look, all responsibility needs to be taken. If that person, as you're mentioning, just has this unreasonable expectation of what uh, a long-term loving, supportive relationship looks like, if they have an unreasonable expectation that it's going to be every day, pants ahoy, let's go, party, party. No, it's not. It's, did you get, hang on, the bins aren't out. Look, I asked you to put the, look. I can't be doing that. I know you've got this thing that you've got to do, but we're in this together, man. And I can't, you know, that's, that's what it is. That is it. Get used to it. That's what long-term relationships are. But the value that you get out of it, it's not one plus one equals three. It's one plus one equals five. All right. You multiply yeah. your effectiveness as two people when your relationship is right. But the shitty, the, the uncomfortable and annoying parts are there. <laughs> they always will be because you're two people trying to match your your goals in life and your paths in life. But um, it really, it seemed very clear to me that Becky had learned from her experience and was yeah. very open about that. Um, I personally was a little surprised that 
um, Hunky in Indiana Jones archaeologist. I know he's not an archaeologist, but he digs up things, so he's an archaeologist to me. Oh, yes. Hunky Indiana Jones, Adam, has never been in love. I don't know if I believe him. He's only 24. I was in love at the age of 16. Yeah, true. 17, 17. I, I don't know if I believe Adam. I don't know if I believe him that he's never been in love. I think he may have felt the dopamine and serotonin flooding through his system and thought it was something else. But yeah, I, I'm surprised to hear a 24-year-old person say they've never been in love. Well, and also was interesting because they're single day. Like I thought I, thought I had the playing field organised. I thought I knew where we were standing. I thought we were like, okay, Ellie, we've got Fraser, we've got Joe, we've got James on the sort of periphery. This is who we like. This is our sort of hometowns or hometowns are sorted. And then we have Adam just come in here with this real, really sexy body painting single date. And they're always the best single date, Sasha, the body painting. <laughs> are you saying we repeat ourselves? How dare you? <laughs> um, he said he's never taken the step to falling in love before. I don't think it's a choice. I think you and I both know that. It's not a choice. Yeah. You wandering along, you're having fun. There's a person you're kind of into. They're into the same things you want to do. And then suddenly you wake up in the morning and go, oh, shit, I can't think about anything with them. And all I want to do is hang out with them. Damn it, I'm here. And it's it's wonderful. And, you know, but it's not a choice you make. It's not a step you take. It just happens. I, I Yeah, I reckon if he hasn't, I'm well, now I'm double checking it. Like maybe... Maybe he just has spent a little too much time in the field with his little rock hammer like um, Andy Dufresne, just, you know, chisel, chisel, chisel around looking at the, the igneous rocks. Well, I thought that they were falling in love during this zoo date, so yeah. maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. We've got a whole season, particularly when he was talking about Ellie's rock collection. Now, does she know this was coming years ago? Does she actually go, oh, my God, I actually have a rock collection. Someone go back to Parks. Yeah. Go and ask my mum for it. It's in a shoebox next to the old doll's house. Yeah, the one with the spooky eye that doesn't work anymore when you sip it forward. Uh, bring it back. I want to show it off to Adam. Adam did seem, I was like a bit, I wasn't sold on Adam's chat for a little bit through the date. I was like, oh, he seems like he's that he's that quiet type, bit like Glenn. Yeah. Like that was something I had to work out about Glenn in Paradise. I was really nervous that we couldn't like, we had this like really sexy chemistry filled first date. But I remember like when I was talking, deconstructing it afterwards, I was like, oh, I'm kind of nervous that we can't get into that like fully big conversation. I mean, one night, like I think the very next night we'd had a couple of wines and we spoke for three hours and I was like, okay, that's not a problem. But I was a little bit worried about it with Adam. I mean, all you need to do is put some rocks in front of Adam and he's bloody Shakespeare. (laughs) Away he went. Well, I, I love I love it when you see someone's passion come to light and you hear something in their voice that gets, you kind of understand, oh, no, this person loves life and this is cool. I, I can figure this out. And there's rocks everywhere. We can travel around and look at rocks. It'll be good. It was it was kind of interesting. He's um, he, he's he's definitely an interesting cat. Do you reckon he's got what it takes to to be the main the main hero if he's if he doesn't make it all the way to the end? Because um, it's around, it's around now. We start picking like who could possibly <gasps> carry the torch? Who could possibly carry the torch? Who could Maddie J their way out of the Sam out of the uh, Georgia Love situation into mm. being the main guy? Who who could become Batch out of this out of this current lot? Is Adam in that team? Oh, Adam is. I feel like Adam's the only one. Really, 
I think, oh, did you see him with his shirt off? Like it was really good. Imagine all the montages you could do of him like doing push-ups or like doing pull-ups in an outdoor gym. Like it would be amazing. The wazza with the slow-mo, it would be it would be really good. Um, the only thing that the only thing that I would be frustrated by is I, I still, I don't know what, I we had the announcement at Upfronts that Bachelor in Paradise isn't going ahead, but I really wanted. It's, rest, it's resting, resting. Resting, TV sorry, resting, resting, resting. resting. <laughs> Renee, Renee for Adam. That's who I'm currently shipping in the Bachelor oh, franchise. All right. So I didn't realise that there was a whiteboard back at your place. Oh, there is. That. It's Pepe Sylvia all over here. I've got like <laughs> arrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a moment. There was a second single date with Sam, the lawyer, who was the first man on the red carpet. That's a big honour. He had the big red balloons, if you recall. Um, he alluded, he talked about cheating uh, when he started talking about making pasta with Becky. Um, what? Why would you bring that up? Like, why would you say something like that to her who's clearly going, I'm doing my best to deal with this? Like, I don't understand why. Also, it was seven years ago. Like, let's be real. Yep. I don't know. I didn't mind it. Like, I felt like by the end of the food fight, because we always, like, anytime we find ourselves in the kitchen, obviously we're having a food fight. <laughs> by the time that they were sitting down and eating pasta, he seemed to get past it pretty fast. So maybe he just needed, like, a bit of bolognese and he was like, okay, yo, like, you're really, you're really hot. Like, let's make out. Let's have babies. <laughs> he was, he was sorted. He was just hangry. He needed that pasta. <laughs> just getting those, get those carbohydrates in. Once you get those carbohydrates in, you'll forget all about what happened when the Midori illusions kicked in seven years ago. Don't even worry about it. Oh, the Midori illusions. <laughs> yeah, jugs are special, 30 bucks. So we go to our cocktail party and Ellie is still on her single date. We we have not seen this yet. Now, it often will be the case when on uh, either Bachelor or Bachelorette, the cocktail party will start before uh, our hero returns from their single date. And that's fair enough. They generally walk in hand in hand. Someone's holding a rose. Ooh, we're off to a massive start. But it's never happened ever that we've had two Bachelorettes and one is ready before the other because she's not back yet. And so then Becky's gone solo. Becky's rolling and going solo and... Um, People start, while Ellie's absent, people start to speculate about the Joe situation and, and what's going on. Now, what did you, th- it was brilliant. They nailed Joe down and, might I say, rocking the pink jacket very, very well. It scrubs up all right out, Joe. Um, Joe, what happened with Ellie? Tell us everything. What's a weekend away? What's it look like? Slight look to the side, back straight, didn't break eye, t- eye contact. Ellie's answer is my answer. Like. I've got to say, man, oh, tip of the hat, son. Joe tip is incredible. Hat. Joe is incredible. It's a masterclass on uh, gentlemanly behaviour. I uh, I just, I guess the one thing that I remain frustrated by is like, I'm like, honestly, run Ellie for a bell, a marginal seat in the next federal election because because it's such a politician's answer. Like, oh, it was a weekend away. To be honest. Um, at some point, probably a few episodes ago, and I get that, you know, the guys want to tease it out and they've got nothing better to talk about it. But at some point, a few, a few episodes ago, like, do you really have to get an answer, mate? Can you not put two and two together? 
Yeah. You not figure out, in the words of Angie Kent, a girl's got to eat. Come mm-hmm. on, man. Like, I think it's fairly obvious to everyone concerned exactly the nature of the situation. All right. Do you, what is it going to change for you if you hear an affirmative or a negative? Oh my gosh, I know. And James is spiraling like it was a bit uncomfy. We did say have to say goodbye. It was a a rose ceremony situation. We had to say goodbye to Aggie who, um, I'll look on Mrs. Hare. I kind of felt that I kind of felt that Aggie might've, he might've got a look in, might've got a, you know, just, just for his loyalty to, for his, the Pascal moment, he might've been able to, you know, but he wasn't able to convert that. You know, he wasn't able to convert the I've got you. Yes, back. yeah, I thought that too. Oh. Yeah, and that's and look, but that that's that's okay. We moved uh, in a moment. We're going to talk about probably. You know, usually, when I'm there, I I referee a lot of these big group dates. I'm the one. I'm the I'm the one who's who's holding the fort and calling the rules and stuff. We let uh, one of our bachelors do it this year, and uh, let's just say the rules got bent. The rules got twisted and the rules may have been made up as we went along. Uh, We'll talk about that more after the break. We live in strange times and you have to wonder just what will happen next. What will change now that COVID-19 has brought so many aspects of life to a halt or altered them beyond all recognition? Is this an opportunity to rebuild for the better? In this podcast series, I've tracked down the best and brightest to explore what the future now holds for all the things we took for granted. So now what? With Waleed Ali. Subscribe on Acast or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Cocktails and Roses. Osha Ginsburg and Alicia Aitken-Radburn breaking down The Bachelorette. Season 6, episodes 5 and 6. In the second double date of the season, Ellie brings Fraser and Becky brings Pete to the harbour for a second date. And it was a good chance for the sisters to have a bit of a look at, you know, who they would like a second test drive with. You know, it's like, I'm not exactly sure about this car, Mr. Gumtree. Can I come back to your house and give it another lap around the block? It's not sold yet. I'd love to give it another go. And what what do you reckon? As, as Becky looked at Ellie and Fraser and as Ellie looked at, you know, Becky and Pete, what do you think they saw? Oh, I think that they generally liked... I, I, I think that they were approving of the other's selections and I thought it was I thought it was great for a number of reasons. It was cute that when we got the shot of Becky and Pete and Ellie and Fraser walking along the foreshore, I'm like, oh, that could just like be your Christmas. That's exciting. <laughs> so we had that. And then also I think it was probably one of the first times through this series, even though it's been an element the whole time, that I've really realised, oh, it's kind of cool. We have this sort of uh, the same thing that we are trying to achieve through hometowns or when our loved ones are flown over to Fiji. We sort of get this constant evaluation of like whether like these sisters think that these guys are good enough for them. And I love that. It's very effective. Yeah, you get that that kind of series-long family approval or disapproval situation. Which is you're basically meeting the family every day. You've got to got to get the sister across the line every time, no matter what, because yeah, this is really gonna either make it or or break it. Pete, boy, howdy, Pete. I don't know if he's reading from a playbook or he's just speaking from his heart, but man, I yeah, I want to build a better business, try and support my family. I really want to. That's what I want to do with my life. He's saying, oh, oh my gosh, if I was Becky, I would be booking my tickets to Adelaide, doing whatever quarantining the current rules. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> saying we need to do 
just get a get a collab with Quest Apartments. You'll be right. <laughs> Surely there's a Quest Rundle Mall for them. <laughs> Have you seen Lockie and Irina are isolating at Quest? Sorry, this sounds so sponsored and it's not. <laughs> get out. Are they really? Have they done? <laughs> yeah, they're currently Quest have been putting them up everywhere across Australia. <laughs> what a what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. They're 15 minutes down the road from me, like, put up near Ascot somewhere. And I don't know, Lockie's, Lockie's having vegan bolognese for the first time. They seem to be really having a good time in Quarro. And I reckon they're about, I reckon they're a couple of days away from getting out. And then we're going to be sending it at, I don't know where we go in Perth. Glenn took me to this place Did called you? Market Grounds, but it seemed very much like where he would go when he was like in his mid-twenties to be gone. Stand by. <laughs> Did you just call it Quaro? Yeah, Quaro, quarantine. Surely. I saw with we Aussies, everything's gotta <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, look, I've got to say, uh, Adelaide Adelaide cops a lot of shit, but the other, like, maybe a couple months ago, um, somebody I work with was like, look at this, and they open up their phone, and there is there was a three-level, I think, uh, 1,800 square metre three-level um, warehouse in Port Adelaide, which is a half hour from the city, um, 850,000. Amazing. Fully done. Five bedrooms and a gallery. Like, if you want to get your shit together, why deal with now? Everyone's working from home. See ya. Let's go somewhere where we can get back for a buck. Yeah, Becky said she wants a house when she was talking to Adrian. So, mate, get that get that deposit together. There's a lot of bonuses out there. (laughs) Not just a weird town on the edge of a desert with shallow graves in the hills. Adelaide, epic real estate. Get on board. It's pretty cool. Uh, Ellie's a bit worried about Fraser. What is what is Fraser's problem here? What is Ellie worried that Fraser can't do? He's just softly spoken, and I feel like you know it takes a little bit of time for some people to you know take that step to actually articulating their feelings about someone else. It is difficult, and I mean. Here comes Fraser because he was bloody. I really see a lot of parallels in Ellie and Fraser to me and Glenn in the sense that I was I was also nervous that like, and it was based on nothing really. It was like, oh, this guy doesn't feel like he needs to. He wasn't like a Tim or a Kieran where it's like any little bit of, you know, um, blank space like any moment that someone's not talking they're like feel like it's like entertainment hour you know what I mean some people don't just feel the need to like feel silence do you reckon that he finally got there he was great I thought that he was being very open and honest because Ellie was basically like um okay I really like you I feel this energy between us but I've got a whole host of guys being like, wow, I really like you. Like, we're going to get to it. But James, like, reads her, like, a really intense letter and gives her some rose quartz. Like, she's got a lot of guys being I like. Was, like, when when James pulled out the letter, now we've had a, a bit of, there's been a few letters situations here. Like, um, 
he he did you know he didn't whip it out from his bra and give it to him <laughs> and then have have give it to her and have her go and read it on the fountain out in the driveway, uh, Lockie style. Um, no, he he read it in front of her and I thought, okay, here's a chance, mate. You've written something down. Now you usually write something down if it rhymes or if it's a song. Um, but no, he had to. And I look, I get this. And now I've I have actually done this. I have done this in in the past. I have been so flustered and so mm. prone to overcome with emotion and prone to being reactionary in the moment that I tried a couple of times of telling someone how I was trying to deal with the situation or trying you know make a situation in this case trying to make a situation better. And I was unable to articulate it. And so I wrote it down. So I had plenty of time to get it right. And then I read it out to this person. So I have done this. Um, I was disappointed it wasn't a rap, but that's okay. I I reckon it was brave of him to do it. And um, and I'm glad he did. It did strike me that might be the first time he's ever done something like that. Yeah, me um, too. And I feel like, I felt like James was going through a quite, he had like quite a few tumultuous things to work through. Like he did seem quite affected by that cheating thing. So I think, and I think um, what people probably don't realize is just being in the mansion setting itself. Uh, it, you are having like more than anybody would in the outside world. You're having like people ask you, what do you want? Like producers, I mean, what do you want for your future? Uh, like, why don't you think you found love yet? what does love mean to you? Like all these really big philosophical questions about the role of love in your life and what you want for your future. And it can be quite an emotional experience just as an individual. And I'm thinking of James here. He's probably been sitting for a number of weeks now, just ruminating in his own head. And he's seeing someone in front of him who he's like, Oh God, this is like, I want this in my future. And I liked the note. I thought it was very, yeah, it was lovely. We have found a way throughout our seasons of our shows to always work marriage into the situation. <laughs> it could be we're going to read you wedding vows or, you know, uh, with in Lockie's season most recently we had the wedding night photo shoot. No, I'm sorry, the wedding day photo shoot. We didn't do that photo shoot, I promise you. Um, <laughs> the sisters turn up to the group date in wedding dresses. The blokes are in tuxes. It's a race to the altar. I wish I was there when they pitched this group date because there w- someone would have gone, brilliant work, Kevin. Take the rest <laughs> of the day off. Because yes. <laughs> it was awesome. Now, Adrian cannot compete. He's medically discharged. So in my absence, I'm normally the ref on these things. And uh, sometimes it's it's easy because people take care of it. Sometimes it's quite hard. Like, for example, if you are Nick Cummins and you start making up your own rules, and that's very, very difficult. Uh, hey, moon, hop, <laughs> moon hopping netball had no rules to start with. Oh, you were there. Oh, my God. It was... <laughs> and we had an injury. It was chaos. I, it was actually yeah, really I, so I, aggressive I, as well. <laughs> I still need a debrief from that every now and again. It's a race to the altar. Uh, Adrian, you know, I think when you're a kite surfing instructor, you know, there are really simple rules. You're just following the rules of physics. There's wind or there's no wind. There's buoyancy, there's no buoyancy. There's impact with another person, there's no impact, right? It's very binary. Clearly not the case here. Adrian was just throwing this game. It was, I don't know, was it a brilliant tactic or was it poor form? What do you reckon? Oh, look, like I think that he identified. It was very, it was 
it was a political move. Um, he'd identified that potentially there could be some one-on-one time for him. And so he was just, I, I, I think it was fine. I think we're here to win Becky's heart and whatever it takes. There, I, I did look the the, the vision of uh, the vision of a, a woman in a wedding dress climbing up a cargo net oh. holding a bouquet. Pretty, it was pretty good. Oh, I yes, loved it. it. I love. I'm imagining like there was just some negotiations with like Tough Mudder or <laughs> some sort of course that was already set up. We didn't build it. I'm going to tell you that for nothing. We we didn't build that. Like we borrowed that from somebody. That oh, was for sure, that was amazing. A I loved it. Or... The mud as well yeah, for sure. looked so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really did. Uh, Adrian, even though he was in the Mike Whitney, Mike Whitney Gladiators uh, shirt, because when I'm refereeing, I never dress up. Like, I, I, will, I don't know if you've ever watched across the show. I never, ever dress up. They never put me in costume. If people are dressed as Roman Gladiators, well, I'm, I'm just still in civvies, right? I never dress up. So this is kind of the first time I've ever had someone actually in a referee shirt. Um, and even though the other blokes got in tuxedos, got mud in every crevice, hole, whatever, you name it, um, they're not the ones that got the extra time. Oh, no, it was Adrian that got the extra time. He was a bit... He was a bit, I don't know, I go wherever the wind takes me. I'm a kite surfer. I go wherever the wind takes me. Uh, he was mm, much happier to talk about the future this time around. you think Becky was happy about that? Oh, yeah. Becky was like, <laughs> Becky looked like she, there's clearly some serotonin when Adrian's around. She's clearly very physically attracted to him. And I think Adrian has that like, uh, I feel like he has that like bad boy vibe to him like it's like Becky's just and he's like funny and stuff I think that oh my personal take on it is like Adrian is a good time not a long time oh come now he's he's very like yeah the boys oh look that only I think that happens because you're around the boys yeah okay boys gentlemen men, men men tend to fall into that kind of tribe mentality quite a bit uh, when they're around other blokes a lot, which they are in the mansion, they're not spending much time with the ladies. They spend more time with each other. Uh, but plus he's got an adaptable career. The wind blows everywhere. And if there's wind and water, he can be a kite surfing instructor no matter where in the world they choose to be. He's a catch, I'm telling you. He's a catch. He's a catch. We got to this cocktail party and... You know, occasionally at a cocktail party, you'll say, hey, I've got an idea. You know, someone will go to a producer and go, listen, I really want some one-on-one time and I want to do this thing. I want to have a mud bath. I want to do something else or whatever. Somehow, Joey managed to talk the production into letting him take Ellie away from the cocktail party for long enough to eat a full dinner recreation of their first date. What do you make of this? Is that... Like a come on, buddy. That's a, oh, bit, that's I a bit of a tricky it. one, or is that? Like I loved a, a it. I thought, like, if I was, I love also that the like curtains were ajar a little bit, just so the guys could see that they were like full on a dinner day. I thought it's a good move, and I think it's very. I really like when the boys or the women put some effort into either, you know, something like this, which is a throwback and personal to Ellie, or something about their personality. Um, Never, never been known before, but I actually did a whole barbecue for Honey Badger. We wheeled out a barbecue and we cooked some sausages because, you know, I worked in politics, so it was like a democracy sausage. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure... 
I'm pretty sure I got eliminated the next week. So hopefully this, hopefully the same doesn't happen to Joe. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was oh. good. And, and like, I feel like it's like thoughtful, right? That he's reflected on where they first met. Did you like it? If it was going to work at the time, it would have worked at the time. Yeah. And this is the thing I'm worried about. And, and like, we've all been there. We've all taken a second lap with someone in our past, all right? We've all gone back for a cheeky second to go. Oh, sometimes a couple. Yeah, well, like a couple of months have <laughs> and gone. And they never work out. A couple of months have gone past and the cogs align. You both happen to be single and you're like, yeah, the, what, let's give it another co. And then a couple of weeks ago, you go, yeah, nah, that's why. Like, I wonder, has enough changed? Has enough has they learned enough? And now that she has these options, you know, can it can it stand up to that? You know, now that she has choice, much choice, uh, and is having the opportunity to form no. connections with other people, can it can it stand up to it? I personally, you know, there's always been an argy bargy about how dare you kiss them at the at the cocktail party. How dare you recreate your first romantic date that you had before any of us knew her and then you had your adult cuddle? I personally think that's a bit <laughs> further than kissing at a cocktail party. I got to say that. It was pretty full on. We yeah, we did fair we did see James. We talked about James writing his letter before and I'm I'm grateful that he did. And uh, unfortunately, at the rose ceremony, we did say goodbye to Damien. Now, uh, I didn't get a chance to whisper to either of the lads this week, so I just do, I should do some whispering now. So if you did, if you did miss the whispering, um, we have to say goodbye, um, Aggie, Damien, gentlemen. I'm afraid you did not receive a rose. Please take the time now to say goodbye. <laughs> oh. I've missed it so much. Oh. Thank God for cocktails and roots. It doesn't honestly. feel right. It doesn't feel right. The boys just go, I guess I'll see myself out. They just get this look on their face and just say, <laughs> yeah, It's like this pause and then it's like uh, the boys looking at the other boys. I guess yeah. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess I'm going. Oh, I guess. All right. Then. We are now down to just eight. We are barreling very quickly towards the end of this COVID-shortened season of The Bachelorette Season 6 with Ellie and Becky. Uh, next week, of course, uh, we move ever closer to Hometowns and the grand finale, but we cannot leave today's episode without finding yet another super fan of The Bachelor to have a chat with. Uh, now, I do believe we have Ashley. If you want to be a part of our quiz, uh, podcast, singular, podcast at network Ten dot com dot au that is uh that is our fun, that is our email address podcast at network 10 dot com dot au now uh what is in the prize pack this week alicia oh a whole host of things i think oh god i'm still i gotta come up with some older channel 10 tv shows gladiators was that on channel no, 10 channel we did 7. reference that, that channel, today i thought you said you only watch channel 10 i'm disappointed oh, i feel i've been lied to oh sorry <laughs> Robot Wars. I loved Robot Wars. I think that might have also been Channel 7. Oh, man. It's also okay. one of the few shows that you can get at Navidi in Fiji. <laughs> I watched a lot of crime investigation while I was in lockdown in Fiji and Robot Wars. Hello? Uh, uh, is Ashley there? It's Osher and Alicia calling. Hi, yes. <laughs> Ashley, hey, it's Osher Ginsburg. Hi. And uh, it's Osha Ginsburg and Alicia Aitken-Radburn here from Cocktails and Roses. How are you today, Ashley? Great. Thank you. How are you guys? Really, really good. We are wrapping up uh, another episode 
of uh, our show, and we don't like to finish a show without a quiz, without meeting a super fan of the Bachelor franchise. You are in what part of Australia? Victoria, unfortunately. <laughs> My heart goes out to you. I did spend five, <laughs> I did spend five weeks there. It must be very tough. Uh, how's how's it going? What's happening at home? What's your scene like? We've gotten to the um, puzzle stage of lockdown, um, and maybe moving to organizing the photo albums next so it's getting a bit bleak puzzles now is it is it, is it oh. like is it like in the old days where you would swap your vhs's with your neighbors because you're like look i've watched everything i've got can i give you my vhs's and i'll get yours and then you know you can see the shows i've taped and i can see the shows you've taped or are you swapping puzzles with neighbors or like what are you 500 piece thousand piece five thousand piece or up to the thousand pieces but Whoa. swapping puzzles sounds like a very good idea yeah it's not like a 70s thing it's mm-hmm. not like a key party like <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole different <laughs> very different well, format maybe 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 a couple more weeks of lockdown we'll get there <laughs> we'll see how we go <laughs> Now, t- tell me, uh, what's the what, what's it like at your place? Do you, who, do you, who do you live with and how have you been handling it? So with my husband, um, he's still been able to work and we've got a nine-month-old baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. And and so you're working from home? Yes. What do you, what do you, what's your gig? What's your racket? I've got a jewellery business. All right. So you're still able to ship some units while you're, uh, while you're trying to feed and in between the naps and all that? Yeah, definitely. I've been able to work around pretty well. Oh, good, good for you. Our, our little one's just on fourteen months, and he learned how to climb up on the couch today. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. He's either going to have to learn how to climb down from the couch, or get a very quick lesson in the effects of gravity. Um, yeah, <laughs> we literally can't be there for him all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we're just—it's really simple. Uh, the questions, there's three questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a mystery prize pack. It, like I said, it could be a ready, steady cook apron. It could be a Jasmine's getting married uh, garter. You don't know what you're going to get here. Um, <laughs> Osha, I have been, I actually have received a DM, a very uh, concerned DM that you keep calling it Jasmine's getting married. Apparently it was actually Yasmin. I'm sorry, the show wasn't on air long enough for me to learn how to pronounce it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't any- believe like someone I love it. I apologize. As someone who's <laughs> whose name gets wrong all the time, I apologize. You may or may not receive it. <laughs> you know, Ashley, you know, you may get a Yasmin's getting married garter, a promotional item from a show that is no longer with us from the Channel 10 prize cupboard. All right, Leisha's got the questions. Let's hit it. Okay. Um, Ashley, which bachelorette fell over at their first cocktail party? I think this is hard. Ooh. It's a one in seven shot. Oh my god, uh, Georgia Love. Yes, indeed, it was Georgia. Love. Okay, I'm like honestly, no one has gotten a question wrong yet, and I think that that is really difficult. It's a really hard um, one. Next question. This is easy. Surely. Bill Goldsmith was on Ali's season of The Bachelorette and also appeared in Paradise. He became infamous for meeting women where. Oh, at the dog park. <laughs> The dog park. Hey, look, (laughs) it is a very important place to meet. You know, you don't have to wait for Tinder to see a picture of the bloke with a dog. There they are live. Just be thankful there's not fish parks. There's always a bloke (laughs) holding a fish. Don't understand it. (sighs) Okay, can we go three from three? Lorena Fleur was on Blake's season of The Bachelor. She became angry when he took her on a date to get a dirty street wash. 
a dirty street pie. <laughs> three, four, yes. three. Ashley, you've taken it out. While the baby's having a morning nap, you're walking away with the Yasmin's Getting Married invite card or whatever it is, uh, a, a celebratory <laughs> renovator's spatula. Um, <laughs> Highlight of my day. <laughs> yeah, we're here to help. Um, thank you for being a part of the show. I hope you enjoyed this week on The Bachelorette. It's going to be a goodie. Um, you're awesome. Have a great week, Ashley. Thanks for having me. And no worries. Thanks for listening. If you want to be a part of the quiz podcast at network10.com.au. All right, Leash, that's us for another week. Uh, I'm off to have a dirty street pie um, in celebration. I'm off to have an adult cuddle. <laughs> Skyrocketing flight. Ooh, afternoon delight. <laughs> have a cracking week. We'll see you next time for episode seven and eight of the show as we come towards the uh, very pointy, very romantic, very I love you moments of The Bachelorette Season 6. Have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Help. Please. Please help. What? What is it? It's... You wouldn't be able to help me anyway. Of course I can help. I'd do anything to help you. It's just... My favourite 10 Speaks podcast isn't releasing another episode for three more days. For God's sakes, man. Just go and listen to some of their other amazing content. Go to the 10 Speaks page on 10 Play to see all that amazing content that guy was talking about. 10 Speaks.